0: talk about another word in our tagline, in our new logo, hope. It's going to get hot. You guys already in the sun are probably already getting hot. So I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. To begin with, I think that we can all agree that the world needs hope. And that's part of why we wanted it in our tagline. We want people to know that this is a place where they can receive hope. And hopefully we reflect that to people that we have the true hope, right? Hopelessness is rampant, and I'm going to try not to make this a a downer message, but we can see hopelessness in the sharp rise in suicides, especially in the 10 to 14 year old range. The news reports everything from pandemics that don't seem to end, injustices, murder, natural disasters, discord and factions over a whole multitude of topics, mistrust of government, authority, the church, pretty much everyone. Mental health issues on the rise, homelessness, rampant drug addictions, children being abused and neglected, lies and evil being called right and truth and being taught in our society and truth being called hate speech. Take a minute now to pay attention to your body, how your body and your emotions feel after hearing that. I want you to keep that in mind and we're going to come back to it in a little bit. Did did hearing that list make you tense up and start... To feel some of the despair of the world. Or possibly go numb and start to check out because you just can't hear it anymore. Remember that feeling we're going to come back to, okay? What I can't imagine is living in this present reality without the promise of hope. So what is hope? That might seem like a silly question, but we're going to try to define it a little bit. And as I was doing my study, it seemed a little slippery. (laughs) So I'm going to try to help, help you know what I found out. Oftentimes, hope is pessimistically defined in the world. Like one little boy is reported to have said, hope is wishing for something you know ain't gonna happen. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Many times people in the world see hope as like a temporary illusion or something uncertain at best. There are also all kinds of false hopes or vain hopes is the term sometimes used in the Bible that are being peddled and have been true throughout all of history. In Psalm 62.10, we read, Do not trust in extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Psalm 33 says, No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. Proverbs 11.7 says, Hopes placed in mortals die with them. All the promise of their power comes to nothing. And in Job 8, we read, Can papyrus grow tall where there is no marsh? Can reeds thrive without water? While still growing and uncut, they wither more quickly than grass. Such is the destiny of all who forget God. So perishes the hope of the godless. What they trust in is fragile. What they rely on is a spider's web. They lean on the web, but it gives way. They cling to it, but it does not hold. Thankfully... That is not true of biblical hope. We have certainty and a solid rock that is not fragile. Biblical hope is like a voice crying in the wilderness. We walk through the world with a word of enthusiasm for life in the midst of difficulty. I looked up all the uses of the word hope in the NIV version and found there are several words in the Bible that are translated hope, but they aren't always translated hope. Sometimes they are translated as trust, endure, waiting, faith, or anticipation. And oftentimes the word hope isn't specifically used, but the theme of hope is definitely assumed, such as in the book of Revelation, the hope of future glory. Peter Anderson writes, hope is faith in the future tense. So faith is for now and hope is for the future. In biblical hope, we patiently, confidently trust in our unchanging relationship with the Lord, And as we wait for His return, we are savoring God's promise by faith until the time of fulfillment, as the ESV Study Bible eloquently states. So I notice how both of those definitions include the word faith. They are often side by side in Scripture. Faith is built on hope, as we see in Hebrews 11.1. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Several times in Scripture, we also see that hope is certain because of the Lord's great, unfailing love. 1 Corinthians 13 says, Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Because of Father's love for us, and because of Jesus' love for the Father and for us, leading to the ultimate sacrifice, we can have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Oswalt notes that to wait on Jehovah speaks of complete dependence on God and a willingness to allow him to decide on the terms. We would likely not choose suffering, at least not for very long. <laughs> when we are walking through injustices, emotional suffering, ill health, etc., we can still rejoice knowing that we are go- what we are going through is not the end of the story. It's a rough journey that leads to the right destination. Hope is a vital necessity of the life God wants to give you. So how do we keep it? (laughs) One important way to maintain our hope is to meditate on his word. Our minds are a battlefield. and We are directed to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Reading and reciting scripture helps us to keep our minds at peace and remembering all the deeds he has done in the past gives us confidence in his promises for the future. For instance, those hoping for biblical justice can meditate on scriptures like Job 5, where it says he saves the needy from the sword in their mouth, he saves them from the clutches of the powerful, so the poor have hope, and injustice shuts its mouth. Isaiah 42, which is also quoted in Matthew 12, says, "...a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice." He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 49 also says, Kings will be your foster fathers, and their queens your nursing mothers. They will bow down before you with their faces to the ground. They will lick the dust at your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. Those who are going through a season of severe struggles can gain hope by looking to many others who have gone before us. The Bible is full of stories of people suffering through exile, sickness, loss of loved ones or their health, and yet they're able to have hope. For example, the prophet Jeremiah, who wrote about a very dark time in his life in Lamentations 3, yet continued to have hope. And there's like verses 1 through 25, you can read it, but there are things there about... um, Like a bear lying in wait, like a lion in hiding, he dragged me from the path and mangled me and left me without help. He drew his bow and made me the target for his arrows. He pierced my heart with arrows from his quiver. Terrible, terrible things. You don't think it can get worse, right? And maybe we can relate to that. Maybe we're going through a time now or have gone through that in the past. But he continues, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. David also was unjustly running for his life and wrote in Psalm 42, 5 and repeated in verse 11 and 43, verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So we have scripture to meditate on. We also have the power of testimony that increases our hope. Sharing with the body how God helped, healed, restored, etc. In our own lives is another proof that God can be trusted with his promises and increases the hope of those who listen. And of course, we have prayer. Praying the promises God has given us back to him with thanksgiving increases our joy while we patiently and confidently hope. In fact, I would like us to pray together for our body to have hope during these difficult times. So this is all straight scripture, and I just want us to pray this together. Father, for what you have done, we will always praise you, and we will hope in your name, for your name is good. Guide us in your truth And teach us, for you are God our Savior and our hope is in you all day long. Thank you that your eyes are on us who fear being apart from you and whose hope is in your unfailing love. Our souls find rest in you, God. Our hope comes from you, our rock and salvation. You are our fortress, we will not be shaken. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. As for Awakened Church, we will always have hope. We will praise you more and more. Our mouths will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though we know not how to relate them all. Never take your word of truth from our mouths, for we have put our hope in your laws. Remember your word to your servants, for you have given us hope. Our comfort in our suffering is this, your promise preserves our lives. You are our refuge and shield, we have put our hope in your word. We will not fret because of evildoers or be envious of the wicked, for the evildoer has no future hope, and the lamp of the wicked will be snuffed out. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but we who hope in the Lord will renew our strength. We will soar on wings like eagles, we will run and not grow weary, we will walk and not be faint. You know the plans you have for us, Lord, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. God of hope, fill us with all joy and peace as we trust in you, so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Awaken Church, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. Amen. So I want you to pay attention to your body again and your emotions. Do you feel a difference after that scripture-packed prayer than the list of news that we heard earlier? Big difference, huh? When the weight of the world starts to wear on you, remember to think on things that are true and praiseworthy, like we we are urged to do in Philippians 4.8. If you don't have that hope of glory inside of you, or there's a specific situation that you'd like prayer for, please come and let us know. We'd love to pray for you. Monty, in his evangelistic gifting, has a closing exhortation. He's walking up in Liberian speed.
1: Why are so quiet? <laughs> but I, I love telling stories because stories, I relate to stories a lot. I remember maybe four or five years ago, we had a situation in Liberia in the States. The Ebola struck and the news were coming from Liberia. But I remember every day it was somebody that I knew, a die. Before that, the Lord said to me, He gave me a word and said, happiness is a choice, and you have joy. And I was excited about that word, and I was sharing the word, you know. But then when the news started coming from Liberia, I just went down in depression, and I was so overwhelmed with it. And I remember we had a math test out of college to take, and I was so down, and the Lord said to me, happiness is a choice. And so I got up, in my weeping, I started to cry and I started to walk in joy. I got to the college. My professor looked at me and said, are you going to take a test today? And I said, no. I I said, yes. She said, no, you need to go home. I said, I'm fine. And I took the test. And I passed the test. And she was so astonished, and she said, "With everything you're going, I'm not talking about one person. I'm talking about losing about 20 or 14 people. You know, when life is so dark, remember hope lives in us, and we have to take that hope and share the hope of life to people who need it. Right now, I don't know about you, when I get in the store, I see people face. I just full of depression, anxiety." hopelessness. But the hope we have, Jesus, the hope of glory lives inside of us. As we step out today, allow the Holy Spirit to use you to take that hope and share the hope of glory because people need the hope of glory. People need to be touched. And sometimes, I'm telling this a true story. I was so shocked. I went at Walmart. I'm coming out of Walmart and I'm working. And this guy ran after me. And when I looked behind me, I was a little bit kind of like, what's it do Come behind me like that? And then he walked to me and said, can I talk to you? I'm like, oh my goodness, have I caused trouble? And then tears started running down your eyes. And I said, well, what have I done to this guy? And he said, I just want to tell you, your smile really touched me today. And I'm just looking at this man, very astonished. The law is a portion of your life. So, this morning, my encouragement as we go, I don't want to turn Stephanie's message or start dying, but you can just give me like two minutes and I'm done from here. After the train of Israel divided the land, God told the Levi and the priest that he would be their portion. And I said, Wow. The Lord said, The law is my portion. When God is your portion, that means God is everything to you. So, the encouragement that God gave me just two weeks ago, I was sharing and a group of guys were praying for me. I lost eight people that I knew. Three, my about two uh, relatives, and the rest are close friends to me. Eight people. And I was down and the Lord said to me, what table are you going to eat from? Am I your portion? Is God is your portion this morning. Is your hope in God. Then he will feed your spirit to... Wake up from the things that will cause you to sink into depression. I'm not saying it's not going to be tough, but if God is your portion, He will feed your spirit. And as He feeds your spirit, you're going to take what He feeds you with, and you're going to take it out there in the community and spread that good news. And so I just want to pray a blessing over us. Can we repeat that word that the Lord is our portion? Can we, can we say that? I want you to say from your spirit it will gradually connect to your spirit i have to say this word every morning to myself the lord is my potion what what am i eating from this morning and i tell you it really helped me to navigate through the difficult time i'm not saying some days does it does not go i mean my days sometimes go really difficult but because of that scripture the lord has lifted the spirit of god has lifted my spirit up above the waters and the trials of life so I just want you to, to remember that as you step out today, that the world is looking for us to give hope and to give the light of Jesus. So God, I just pray, declaring, thank you for your hope, Lord, that you are giving us, Lord. Thank you that the hope of glory live in us, Lord, that you are our portion. And today I pray as we leave this place, Lord, that we will shine and we will release the things that you are releasing in our spirit because you are our portion, Lord. It's you, it's from you we eat from, Lord. It's from you we have joy and peace, Lord, and happiness and, 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 Lord, because of you, Lord, that we can stay in the midst of trial and live a life because you is our hope. You defeated death, Jesus. You came on the life and you conquered death and, Lord, you live it to the fullness of the power of God because you are giving a hope and we can live in our hope, Lord. I just pray, Lord, against every spirit of depression. I pray for every anxiety and heaviness that over people's life, Lord, that you will lift it up because they are turned unto you, Lord, to hear from you, Lord, and you are given the courage to rise up, Lord. Blessing over them. In Jesus' name, amen.